0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer makes us infinite.
1: I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we are reading... The Perks of Being a Wallflower. By Stephen Ch- Ch- Chbosky. <laughs> Chbosky. 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 <laughs> Chbop, <laughs> That's the one. And we're going to start with this beer, which is Ithaca Bre- uh, Beer Company's Flower Power. India Pale Ale. Uh, why did why did you choose it? The book takes place in Ithaca. Oh. No, it doesn't actually. But the uh, it has it, the word flower in it, and that was good enough. Cool. Yep, that was it. They actually never tell you where the book takes. place. It's in place. Pennsylvania. Is it? It's never really clear. It's, it's it, like it, it's mm-hmm. like
2: small town Pennsylvania near the Ohio border, where the other yeah family the family's from. Yeah. But they're because they're, they're like Steelers fans and shit. Oh, it's pretty, like Western they're going Pennsylvania. to Penn State. It's like oh Penn State. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's definitely like small town Pennsylvania. All right, I believe it. So, what do you think of this beer? I have had this beer plenty of times. As have I. It's a good beer. I've never had it before, but it is lovely. It's, ooh, it's a little, it's a little bitter. It smells
1: fantastic. Yeah, it has a really nice smell on it. I think it just kind of tastes okay. I'm is not it, Is it away. an IPA?
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It's a little bitter for me, but, you know, uh, that's, I, mean, I think if, you know, it's, it's established by now.
1: I think it's a like really nicely balanced, though, between the bitter and the...
2: It's not the most bitter.
1: It smells great. If I could just smell it, I'd be very happy. So, the Perkins Bean Wallflower came out in, I think, 1999. And it was published by MTV Books. Really? Mm. Yes, it was. They have books, not anymore.
0: Like, did they did they ever publish anything else?
1: Uh, I, I have MTV Cribs, the MTV book. Books book, actually. <laughs> the other, so Stephen Shabo he only wrote this one novel. He's the Harper Lee of our time. The only other credit of his, besides because he works in like, television and film ever since then, is that he edited a short story collection for MTV Books called Voices Pieces. No one Pieces. knows or cares. It's called Pieces, and it's like. New Voices. There's, like, the subtitle. I read it. It was fucking god-awful. And it came out right on the code tag. Once Perks of Being Well, I was really successful, this came out. And, uh, it was short stories written by other people? Yeah, he just edited them, whatever that fuck... I mean, he wrote a little preface of a page... And like, a, like, an, like a like a, a bunch of people wrote a short story, and they put all of them together? Yeah, but they were from various sources. But they were pretty much all college students. Okay. okay. You know, I think they were kind of looking to find the next cool person to publish their shit. It was the American Idol of books. In a way, yeah. But, um... As my pithy, snarky review on Goodreads says, turns out these voices didn't have a lot to say. I think, because I, think I read Ooh. that you wrote that. Yeah, they it sounded familiar. their stories suck ass, and none of those authors ever wrote anything else. So I read that book and I was like, "This is shitty." But as we've discussed in the past, I just won't stop reading something. I'll just force myself to finish it, and it took a long time because so with a short story collection. You could stop and take six months off and am like, "Yeah, I'll get back to that eventually." I don't need to remember any of it. Yeah. It took a long time. It was just Ugh. awful. So that's his other credit, and that's also MTV Books. Weird. But okay. Perk of Wallflower came out in 1999. I first became aware of it when I was in high school, which was a couple years after 1999. What was it? Maybe 2002, 2003. I noticed everybody had the copy of this book, which has this very distinct... It was big t- with the emo kids.
2: Yeah, huge they emo kids. They loved it. Because that's because that was the four or five years when emo was a thing.
1: I mean, I was... Vaguely emo, but you I didn't have emo. I mean, I like listening to Dashboard Confessional. I guess I made me emo. did you I guess. really. I did like Dashboard Confessional. Still do. I mean, we talked about the blowjob theory of uh, music, right?
0: It sounds familiar. Right. Uh, we have not talked about it on the podcast. Not on it's, I mean, it's, I
1: good. cannot take any credit for this. I heard about it from uh, Pendulette's podcast, and he had, was referencing someone else. But basically, that the idea is that you cannot accurately judge any music, or I guess by extension, any art, within like five years of your first blowjob. Okay. Because that whole yes. period of your life is so just nostalgic now as a yeah. grown up, and
2: you can't you judge know. the stuff you have, were into in high school because you just enjoyed those years. And, and if based you were precocious, middle school,
1: yeah, that's true. And if you were a late bloomer, graduate school, <laughs> 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 your late twenties, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Whatever, whatever it was. takes, man. Whatever, A beach is a beach. No, but they, that I remember liking that, shit, like, listening to the fucking Dashboard Confessional, screaming and, infidelities. Oh man, yes. It's a great jam. It's playing in my head right now. I'm like, fuck yeah! But this entire book is like uh, Dashboard Confessional, the novelization. I mean, he does cry every two pages. Well, we'll get. Oh
0: my god, so much fucking crying.
1: Oh, tough guy Nate, fucking shitting on Charlie. It perks me, Wallflower. Well, you see, that's the point. I'm sensitive.
0: Holy shit, this kid. He can't stop crying.
1: So yeah, (laughs) help you feel fucking good, Nate. Yeah, the kid cries a lot. He's got feelings. Damn it. He feels so much. He feels almost the point of the book. He feels all of the feels. All of them. All the time. So much. So let's let's rewind. <laughs> We're <laughs> getting a little getting ahead of ourselves. So Charlie is the main character. And he is a st- uh, young man just starting middle school. I'm sorry, high school. H- ninth grade, yeah. Ninth grade. Something I didn't really realize. I re- so I read this in high school. Uh, not in high school. I read it in college. I refused to read it in high school because it was so trendy. And I was like, I'm better than that. God damn it. I'm going to cool. wait until it's not cool anymore. Then I'll do it. <laughs> and so <laughs> I read it in college. Really enjoyed it. And then I reread it last week. And I fucking still really enjoyed it. I, I had
2: never read it until, like, maybe a week ago, and I thought it was going to be, like, the stupidest bullshit. Emo- I, I liked the movie. I thought it was going to be, like, a dumb emo book, but it was fantastic. Right, and the movie was very faithful, I think. Yeah, I mean, from what I remember, it was actually pretty spot on. And what, is, uh, what does Macho Man Nate think? <laughs> I mean, it was hard. Cause it was Did you
1: snap <laughs> into the novel? I mean, I couldn't get over how he had to change his tampon every page. I'm trying to remember what Macho Man Randy Savage said. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did you read the book?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Try to turn the page, but they break every time.
0: (laughs) You guys don't.
1: If I had anything else from... Probably.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I, I tried to give the book a shot. I really did try. But, man, the second half just got so annoying.
1: So this is the first time you read it? First time I read it. Just, right. I
0: literally finished
1: it yesterday. And it's just because when Nate was in high school, Ivanhoe was new literature. so what he fuck was, is Ivanhoe? I did read that in high school. I know, because it was a new release. <laughs> and new what the fuck you? is Ivanhoe? It's like terrible. It's fucking terrible. 1810. Terrible, you know? It's
0: old as shit. Oh. And it's about Robin Hood, so I it's about the Middle old,
1: Ages.
2: Mate. It blows. Yeah, it's, it's really the worst thing I've ever Next read. week on Drunk Book Club. <laughs> I, mean, I can totally understand why someone would not like this book. I, I, mean, I, I was surprised that I enjoyed it.
1: I mean, I was too, but now that I enjoyed it, I, as every other adolescent, I don't understand why everyone else doesn't enjoy it.
2: I mean, it, some people, it's not going to be their thing.
1: Those are called dumb people. Yeah, I mean, I Ornate. agree with that. But... Listen, Macho Man Randy Savage would never read this book. Because <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he snapped into a grave. <laughs> Can't read! <laughs> oh, no. And the last match was a coffin match. He's going against The Undertaker. <laughs> Guess who won? The Highway Divider. <laughs> the Ultimate Countout.
0: Are we actually gonna talk about this? Okay. So You may start crying. I read it. I say thirty-five year old man, just you know, this week. The book is not for me. It is for teenagers because it covers like every single teenager it issue a hundred percent for teenagers. All jammed together, all in the same thing, which is fine. I understand why teenagers would like it. How it like fits how they would be interested in what's in this book. I totally understand. I'm just not because I just don't care about those ago. things. That, exactly, that is more than half my life ago. So, I just don't care about it anymore.
2: And you, old fucker. I know we're not that much younger than you, but it seems to make I, a difference. I, 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 right I, now. I could see why. Like, if someone described this book to me, be like, "I'm not going to fucking like that book at all." But I, I wasn't surprised. It. We it was like about a little kid who makes friends with his, uh, uh, some other kids at high school, and he cries every page, and he just feels
1: so much. Well, if you if that's how you describe the book, I'm not sure if you actually read the whole thing. No, I did read it though.
2: There's a lot more... He, he does cry a lot. That's, he, that's I, not inaccurate. Like, I, I like we'll the book a lot, lot, but he does cry almost every other page.
1: Yes. So, all right. <laughs> Let's talk about the plot and then I will uh, we'll lay my case for why it is a good book.
2: I mean, I thought okay. it was a fantastic,
1: but he just and cries why a I think just it's good reading a for not just people who are just getting their pubes. Why I think other people should read it too. Now that uh, now that Dattler and Prenshaw is not really around any much anymore. Well, the entire book... Reads like one long AOL profile. The whole thing is just song lyrics. It is very, song it's, it's lyrics, very timely. Classy, like quotes that I have to give attribution to that. My wife said that line. It's just, and this is the line from this obscure Smith song that no one's It was, was just, just one out. Smith song. It was the same Smith song over and over again. And it's fucking terrible. I've
2: never heard it, but it, it, I don't know.
1: Do you know what Morrissey sounds like? It really sounds like the whole time. And then I think that's pretty good. That's a pretty that's decent Morrissey there. And then he just I'm asleep. And then that's the whole fucking song. And then you like you go to sleep. And then you wake up and Morrissey's if you were you. A f- <laughs> and just like and he just had been in your body. And You're like oh my god. If you were
2: a 14 year old boy who cries every 10 hours, you'd probably be really into this song.
1: So that's a big one they talk about is the Morrissey, uh, the the Smith Shitty song. There's, I actually looked up online. Um, there's tons of websites like all of the songs mentioned in Perks Being All, all of the Mixtapes, all of the novels. All of the thing, like all of the pop culture kind of shit, There's a lot of that, which is a big part of being an adolescent. Yeah, you know, like those things are important. To you. But we're getting ahead. Let's, what's the pl- so Charlie is going to high school. Charlie, he's
2: in middle school, and his best
1: friend kills himself. So let's have this beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is called suicide stout. Now, this is um, uh, this is one I brought. It's called Daisy Cutter because you know I don't
2: know how he killed himself though.
1: <laughs> we well, don't know if he didn't cut himself, but he's dead. And daisies are flowers, so either way. Same difference. This is by the Half Acre Beer Company from Chicago, Illinois, but it also says Lincoln on the top of the can, so I don't really know what I'm looking at. Uh, Lincoln was from Illinois, so it's okay. And who's Balmoral? What not he born in, like, Kentucky or something like that? He's from. I thought he was from Illinois. He was born in Kentucky. Same shit. It's a 5.2% alcohol IPA. It also says Balmoral on the top. I don't know what the hell that could possibly mean. I think
2: it's a kind of dog.
1: I, mean, that, I think that's, like, one of those castles that the queen has. Yep. Yeah, it is. Is that the one with the, the retreat in Scotland or whatever the fuck? Mm-hmm. This is very simple, like simple Jack light. Yeah, simple Jack. Wow, <laughs> simple as Jack. I'm not saying this beer. W- that Tropic Thunder you're
2: talking this about. You make go- my
1: eyes rain. I see you in my head. Movies. <laughs> this is very straightforward. It's just kind of. Uh, uh, this shouldn't be called an IPA. This should just be pale ale. It's just kind of. It's just. Yeah. It's I not. Know. I think. I think it's not that it's not hoppy because you smell the hops. You could taste them a little bit. It definitely has that citrus smell on it. There's nothing really discerning about it. I think it's that its body is so thin. You know, it's so This is a Kate Moss of beers. Yeah, it's Beardo's Coke. And so... Ooh! That would <laughs> make it much peak. exciting. Dooring, whatever that guy's name is. Right, wasn't that who she dated for a while? I have no fucking idea who that is. Some f- he's in the Libertines. Is that a thing? Fucking shitty band. So shitty, they weren't even mentioned in Perks of Being Wallflower. Wow. They weren't <laughs> around them. every other thing that <laughs> happened in that span of four years or whatever the fuck well part of the issue is the book takes place in 1991 1982 yeah it was written in 1989 and then was popular with high school kids in like 2003 so it's like this already kind of dated experience in ways but it was cool it is his friend had, it was michael was a friend
2: michael i think it was michael
1: sam michael sam
2: is the girl yeah, yeah. michael yeah
1: michael kills himself ah. he exists only
2: in the point of death
1: yeah, he's never in the thing. So, or actually, the whole book is told in the form of uh, letters Charlie's like writing. A, it's like a secret pen pal. It is an epistolary novel that he writes these novel, these letters. To. Emphasis on the piss. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Nate. Thank you. That's good. That's a good one. Uh, he writes these novel, uh, letters to his person that he's never never identifies, and it's someone he doesn't actually even really it know. Says, it says it's
2: like you're a friend of a friend. And I felt like I should write to someone or some shit. Yeah, and beginning. I and I
1: thought you sounded like someone I could trust and talk to. It's like a tell-all to a stranger. Yeah, and he tells it all, man. Even the butt stuff. There's some shit that happens. So Charlie goes to high school. and He's the youngest of three kids. He's got a sister who is going into her senior year. She's three years. He's old. going into freshman year. She's going to senior. And he's got a brother who's just starting college. And he... The Penn State, he, the greatest boy in college <laughs> in the world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, he was on the Penn State football oh, team. Oh. That's definitely boy rape oh, central. I didn't
1: make that connection. Oh yeah. man! Yeah, hundred percent boy rape. <laughs> but to her no means no. <laughs> <laughs> not to him. I'm trying to think of something for Sandusky, but I got nothing. I, I was nothing. too. Like uh, it's hard. It's hard. So you know, like this, like mid—not well, quite Midwestern if they're in Pennsylvania, but like just kind of regular Pennsylvania. is what it's called. <laughs> American family. We got two parents that kind of at work. They live in their home. They're like doing the sort of American dream thing, right? Sending their kids to college, and the parents are. You, know, you know, in his that dad has a
2: job and his mom's a housewife, I think.
1: Uh, maybe. Yeah, they're not wealthy, but they're not no, poor. they're like, you know, basic, regular, small-town folks. Yeah. And Charlie is like a loner. He is... He's a very sensitive boy.
2: A wallflower, perhaps? That wallflower. He doesn't know that yet.
1: He's not Bob Dylan's son. <laughs> <laughs> he makes it home with both headlights. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it comes out that he his a big trauma in his life was the death of his aunt. And aunt that Aunt Helen, Aunt Helen, who really spoiled him and made him feel special, and she left, Uh, she died, and like she's gone now. So he, his aunt is dead, and that's like one of the things that's really depressed him. His friend just committed suicide. He's going to this new school. He doesn't have any other friends. Like he's an emotionally disturbed child.
2: He's 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 been through a lot in the last six months or a year as a as much as a kid can
1: be. Well, one of the things I got reading it as an adult versus reading it as a, you know, 19 year old reading between the lines I guess a little bit better and to see the emotional trauma that he is in his life. Cause he's, he's right. He's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Literarily, right? It's an, it's a, a novel, a letter, a novel on letters, but he's also an unreliable narrator. Cause he's a little kid. Well, he's, he's a little kid who's mentally unwell.
2: Yeah. He keeps dropping little hints about going to his therapist all the time.
1: Right. So he goes to school and then he eventually befriends these two seniors and they are his little friends. <laughs> the other way around, man. He's their little friend.
2: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How do you fuck that up?
1: I fucked it up big time. <laughs> he befriends, He's a freshman. And he befriends these two seniors. And uh, he becomes their what, Jimmy? Little friend. Their little friend. And this is a beer from Off Color Brewing. It is a table beer made with real tables. <laughs> it is 3.8% alcohol. 3.8. Not 15 much. IV. See, this is what I want. All the information. It's got everything. Shit I don't even really want. I don't need to know what the gravity of it was. It's made with kind of sterling hops. And Very great. special secret ingredients are money and sugar. Exactly. Unless I'm really drunk and I'm misreading it. No, it that. did
2: say that. I read that at the store. I was like, is this really? Okay, cool.
1: We should have brought this for the, gra- the Grapes of Wrath. They didn't have any little friends. They didn't have any friends in that. Nor-, nor money, actually. That's true. The complete wrong book. So when they say table beer, I guess they're kind of referencing table wine. Where the table wine is like weaker, shitty wine that you could just... Like a house wine? Sort of, yeah. Like, table wine is a kind of crap one. You, you ever go to like... So you know that uh, in New York City, at least, I, I, maybe it's New York State, the way liquor licenses work, you could have a wine and hard liquor store, or you could sell beer, Yeah, right? You can't do both. But if you sell beer, you could also, you'll see some places also sell bottles of wine. And it's like Chateau Diana, <laughs> like really <laughs> shitty screw cap wine, and it's like... 5.5% alcohol wine. And, and That's and, table wine. In Massachusetts, they
2: have a liquor license or a tavern license, which is just wine and beer or liquor. So it's weird.
1: It's absurd. This is almost as ridiculous as that shit in New York where you could have a titty bar and beer. Or t- you could show gash and beer. No, 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 no. You can't show gash. You can, if you show gash, you could just have like fucking, you, you know. You can't have any finta. alcohol. Any alcohol. And then if you want to show, if you don't show gash, you could actually serve stuff, right? Yeah. And that's what drove Wiggles out of business. Poor Wiggles. <laughs> Wiggles is a famous uh famous titty bar in uh shit queens shit part of queens that I once mentioned that to somebody jokingly and he was like man i know some people that their entire way of giving directions is based off of wiggles <laughs> I don't even know where it where was where you trying to get to All right, so you're going from wiggles head east <laughs> <laughs> <Have you> got...
2: <laughs> was in like Jackson Heights or Elmhurst or it's it's Rigo all, it's like down queens boulevard isn't
1: it yeah it's in wego park i never i've, I've never just say Rigo park so i hear <laughs> Let's see that Wiggles tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a tramp stamp. So Charlie, be friend, he becomes the little friend of the people. What do you think of this beer?
2: It's fine. It's pretty straightforward. But, I mean, it doesn't promise to be anything more than that. So I kind of respect it for that, at least. Also, yeah. it's got a cool bottle.
1: A picture of a mouse at a table. Well, that's kind of their thing. off color Brewing got some, is a little they got little some really mouse. cool uh, bottle labels. We've had a few of theirs. Yeah. We had one for... Space Tiger. Anders Game, yeah. And definitely one for something else. We've got at least one of them. So fucking retweet us, you cunts. <laughs> Like, for <laughs> real? You love me? So um, yeah, I think this is fine. Like, I, I mean, I don't understand. I don't quite understand the point of making something called a table beer. I feel like Budweiser already kind of does that. No,
2: if they're you're looking for shit something... beer.
1: Yeah, but like this is not <laughs> shitty. It's a beer. bathroom beer. <laughs> that's a on the way out bathroom beer. Fine. I, I guess that's not fair. But this is not like I don't know when I would feel like I'm in the mood to drink this.
2: Maybe it's just for people who are trying new things. And then once they try it once, they're like, Okay.
1: I guess, but like the whole concept of a table beer I don't really understand. Yeah, I've never even heard of that style before. So I think it's clever, right? There's table wine. Why isn't there table beer, man? But I I can't imagine a scenario where I'd be like, I'm in the mood for table beer today. I don't really want to have any heavy duty beers. But I mean, you know, I guess it's a preference thing. It's just a smattering. So Charlie befriends two people that he assumes are boyfriend or girlfriend, Patrick and Sam. It turns out they are step siblings. They are seniors at his school. Which is fucking Weird. They meet at the football game though, where age is timeless. But think about high school. Now oh, it's I know definitely, it's definitely weird. The high school experience is obviously very different. We were in real never going to be fiction. friends with Big Dan. Oh, Big Dan, because Big Dan can't spell friend. If you recall, in our Clockwork Orange <laughs> episode, we discussed who Big Dan was. <laughs> Big Dan was the only person taller than me in our high school, and it wasn't even close. But he had the brains of a five-year-old stretched out into his height. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So in our high school, they had 100% graduation rate. Big Dan, in his senior year, like, he was so shitty. He's, his picture is in the juniors section of the yearbook. Is it really? Yeah.
2: Jesus. Like he
1: does, they're like, you're not going to graduate, man. Just, and then somehow, miraculously, someone's like, let's just give him a 65, because that's his IQ. And then they let him go. <laughs> they gave him his final in coloring. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just make us a macaroni picture of the Holocaust, and like we'll let you go? <laughs> he only used ziti noodles. God damn it. Good enough. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of glitter, but... That could be the ashes from Auschwitz, I guess. All right, let's let you go, Dan. And that's of the glitter he didn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> this pepper is sharp. <laughs> so, yeah. So, in, in so real life... Sense. But in real life, you don't fucking hang out with people... I, well, in real life almost none of this way because here's the thing if you're that cool as a freshman to hang he's, out with the seniors like not cool. they're not cool seniors <laughs> to hang <laughs> out with you I mean,
2: I mean kind of in this you don't get the impression that they are the cool seniors no they're they are shit. kind of like the emo kid artistic kids
1: who are not cool they're also like the weird druggie kids
2: they hang out with all the, like the community college students
1: so it's like a like a, a nesting doll of hanging out with people it's like, like it's like the, the, uh, the lower people of every age group all lumped together. The, the bottom feeder's food pyramid. <laughs> the Rocky Horror fans. Oh, well, that's, that's the thing we got to talk about mm-hmm. later. Yeah. All right, so you be friends Patrick and Sam, and Charlie is smitten with Sam. He's re- she's got it going him. on. Because she's, you know, she's a blow queen. and she She's a blow queen. She has a reputation of being a blow queen. Which I, was never really explained, but I figured that out. Yeah, they kind
2: of like just suggested that and then never really said much about it after
1: so Sam's a blow queen, and uh, Patrick is flamboyantly gay. He's not flamboyantly gay. They don't even mention that he's gay until like a while. In, Mm -hmm. but he's like he plays Frankfurter at the Rocky Horror Show every time, and like you don't have to be gay. Tim Curry is not gay. That's true, but like once you once they're like, oh no, I mean once they establish that he's gay, oh yeah, yeah,
2: but he doesn't like "Ah, he's not flamboyant.
1: Fine, I guess he's not flamboyant, but he's certainly he's certainly openly gay. He's early
2: nineties, openly gay.
1: Fine, I'll say yeah, that makes more sense. And Charlie is just kind of like in he's a little bitch. He just but he's not even. He's just apathetic to anything sexual. Well, he's just or like, he,
2: well, he's—I mean—isn't he's really a parent at the beginning, but as it goes through, you get, he's, he's just fucking—he's a damaged little kid, big time. And yeah. he's like fucked up, and he can't even feel anything, and he just cries all the time, and he doesn't know how to deal with anything. Pussy, as, as, as Macho he just Nate loves would say. The Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate, stop
1: doing bench presses while we're doing this. <laughs> Nate just took a break to rebuild an engine block and <laughs> <laughs> with his dick. <laughs> That's why I haven't heard him talking much. He's been busy. <laughs> So Charlie then hangs out with these people, and that's kind of like the first third of the book, right? Mm-hmm. Hanging out. And then you find out like more about the high school drama. Like Patrick has a boyfriend, but it's a secret boyfriend, because he's actually the, the star quarterback guy. He's the on the DL. DL. And mm-hmm. that guy has a girlfriend, but he's secretly gay with Patrick, and nobody can know, but Charlie knows, and, and they hang out with the big boy and smoke cigarettes and talk about whatever the fuck. And um, They do acid. They do, a, they do all the drugs that they can find. They smoke a fuck ton of weed,
2: and then once or twice they do acid or some weird shit.
1: Yeah, Charlie has a weird trip, right? We we're talking
2: about everything is moving. It's like, oh, he's tripping. Okay. And then at the end, he's like, and that's the last time I decided to ever do LSD. It's like, yeah, that's cool, I, because you're, a, you're 14 or 15. Or maybe six, he's 16 by the end of the make book. make
1: much of a difference. Yeah. <laughs>
2: How could he be 14 at the start of the
1: school year? I think he was, I think
2: he was technically, I mean, he must have been 15, because he never right. said he was 14, but I said he's 16 by the end. So because he was so, driving. And yeah. he's like a late birthday kid, or an early mm-hmm. birthday kid. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if they
1: ever say he's 14.
2: I mean, he's definitely 16 by the second half of the book. Because his birthday is the day before Christmas, and he turns 16. But before that, he must have been 15. Okay, but how do you be 16 in ninth grade?
1: Oh, he got left back a year. Or something Did he like get left back a year? Yeah. I mean, he, could like, he
2: could have just been like born in you know, January or some
1: shit. No, he'd 14 started late. Start of, It also depends on where you go to school in the country, what the cutoff date for birthday is. That's true. I mean, he could just have a weird ton birthday.
2: I never said he was left back. I think he but was. But ninth graders
1: driving?
0: That seems... In like Midwest, even... the Midwest,
1: ninth graders are grandparents. Like, it's <laughs> fine. Yeah. He's got a full family by then in Alabama mm-hmm. that's retirement age. <laughs> so you already put in 10 years at the coal plant. <laughs> you got the black lung, you better take it easy there, old feller. I mean whatever his age is, that's not really super important. He's early. He's a little
2: school. kid. Yeah. He's a freshman.
1: And he hangs out with these cool older kids and
2: they do all the drugs. Who are not, you know, when you look at it, they're not that cool.
1: They're not because they're 21-year-old dudes hanging out with 14-year-olds. Well, no, they're 17-year-olds hanging out with 14-year-olds. Still,
2: I mean, well, also, hanging also out with well, like Their other friends are older.
1: So this is a beer Jimmy brought it is from Knee Deep Brewing Company, which is in Auburn Ca, and it is called Breaking Bud. <laughs> it's an IPA that's six and a half percent alcohol and fifty IBUs. I chose it because they smoke a lot of weed in this they book. They do smoke a ton of weed. Copious weed. weed. In nineteen ninety one Pennsylvania terms, it must have been hard to get that much weed
2: in no, the b- fucking Bob, middle Bob of the book.
1: Bob the uh the community, community college student who hangs out
2: hang out with all the high school kids. I just watch TV all day. And he they figured it out he wasn't
1: cool because he kept repeating everything that was interesting because he was just baked. Living the dream. Yeah. This is another really thin kind of just eh, IPA. Tastes like an IPA. Quite bitter. Yeah, it's a little less
2: on the nose. The name is much more interesting. Than the it can tastes. is great. I, like, I saw the can. I was like, I've got to relate to something. <laughs> and it's like, all right, good enough. It's clearly a Breaking Bad thing. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. But Bud, so I assumed weed. But I guess I mean hops. I don't know what they mean. I don't They know. must mean sure. hops. They have to because the guy's face is a hops, isn't it? It is a little like hop leaf,
1: yeah. I mean there's a whole little story about what the beer is, but there's nothing there about breaking bud. This is a West Coast IPA with blah 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 and a touch of blah 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 and a this. And it gives the allows the hops to shine. Mosaic, Simcoe and Columbus. But there's nothing like weed related. Yeah, I don't know. And I've never really heard hops refer to as bud. I'm just going based on the can. No, oh, I'm digging it though. The beer it's okay. Yeah. It's like another just like uh, easy, easy drinking IPA. Mm-hmm. Not too bitter, you know, kind of like fades away pretty quickly. There's nothing like lingering pretty about pretty it. Very straightforward. But they do smoke all the pot while they hang out in our cool, not cool kids. Which, Listening to mixtapes. Well, making mixtapes, which is a lost art, man. It's true. Now we have playlists. But a playlist is so much easier to create because a playlist was just the first step in making a mixtape. Yeah, certainly. Like imagine any other thing where you take the product and you're like, let me just go down to the draft version and that's good enough. That's what a mixtape to a playlist is, right? You had to like think of the songs, and then sit there with a fucking tape deck and other tapes or CDs or whatever you had, or the radio, and then record them. You had it to was l- hard. You'd listen to it to make it, so you had to spend at least as much time as the mixtape lasted to make the mixtape. Yeah, and you had to like switch tapes.
2: I mean, I've, you know, oh, I've, I've never,
1: to the next I've one. never done oh, this. Oh my god,
0: got to put in the second tape. Oh, hit record. Well, the, the closest I
1: came was
2: we had Napster, and you could burn CDs of what of whatever you wanted, and you're like, oh, this one's too long, I'll take it. This
1: song out. Put a new song in, but I never made a mixtape ever. Uh, I didn't either, but I had a, I had exactly two cassettes. Got a Walkman in 1995 or something, 1996, and it's like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then I just realized afterwards, like, that was like the end of that technology. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Be all, end all. And I had the two coolest tapes you could own in the 90s. Both Weird Al's, uh, not both weird Al's. I had a uh, Green Days, not Dookie, I had <laughs> Insomniac, and I had. The Actually, I guess I technically had three tapes, because I had the Smashing Pumpkins Melancholy Infinite Sadness oh, tapes. Oh, the double tape? Yeah, which had, when I, like, I, mean, I don't know how my parents knew I wanted that, because I watched, it was like, just when they started letting me watch MTV, and the Bullet with Butterfly Wings video was on, I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. And that I got it, and like, there's like 31 cool. other songs in here that I don't like, <laughs> <laughs> and none of them sound like that song, even. is yeah. this guy whining. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'd listen to that on my little my little cassette and like try to sing along and it's humiliating when my parents would be like do you know you don't even know the words of that song son you're just kind of mumbling shit like that's how it sounds dad that's what this that's what this book was they can't all be fucking bread in the dumb shit you listen to bread is a band bread bread dan hill (laughs) big dan no dan hill is like sometimes when we touch that song oh from (laughs) uh, from superstar yeah Yeah. that's kind of crap my dad listened to like what is this like nimrod like whatever you know music i liked (laughs) what is this about dad why can't you be one of the cool dads that listen to zeppelin Listening to fucking Melissa Manchester. These kids just listen to the Smiths, but just one song. But the Smiths were still around in 1981. Not were not really around. Really? Well, they weren't around, but it was like recent. It wasn't old. It was and still cool. like
2: it was still. Oh, I mean, it kind of was old and cool then, wasn't it? Or not as old.
1: Like Morrissey was still doing shit. I'm sure. I don't know what happened. Morrissey to Morrissey is still doing shit. I know. It's just all terrible. Oh yeah, all terrible. So throughout the book, Charlie hangs out with these cooler, older kids and does a lot of drugs, and it is revealed more and more about the damage in his life, why he's a fucked up young man.
2: It's never really revealed fully until um, the very end.
1: Yeah, true. We'll say that.
2: I mean, they're all they're all kind of fucked up.
1: Well, there's a lot of things. Like he talks about the time when his uh, brother had the party, and oh yeah, he's he in his watched room. that girl get raped. Yeah, he watched a girl get like raped, like blowjob raped. Right, like yeah. the guy forced her to blow him. Forced, yeah, forced her to blow him, and she's like crying, <laughs> and he's like, and they're like, "Shut up, Charlie, you pervert! Why are you watching this? No <laughs> one's like, "Whoa, dude, that was wrong for a ten year old to say. He was a little kid. They yell at him.
2: So, his sister yells at him.
1: Yeah, because his sister's a dick. His sister is kind of a dick. And his brother's just kind of And she gets
2: knocked up by that wife abuser.
1: Yeah, the, like the artsy douchebag. He's like, he's into, he's into, was he into photography or writing? He was yeah, he's he an artsy he was type. He into... But he some, had a ponytail. He like, had a
2: ponytail, yeah. And he knocks Which her up. Which is sign number one, don't. Hits her in the face, and she's like, oh,
1: I'll never talk back. And then he knocks her up, and then they break up. Yeah, when she tells him, and he's like, it's not mine, whore. Yeah. And then she gets an abortion and takes her 14 or 15-year-old brother to drive the car. <laughs> yeah. The kids see some shit. He's had a, he's had a rough existence for a 16-year-old in small-town America. So what's the plot? Like, what's the what's the story? I mean, we're kind of talking about it, but what really... It's just like a year of going to high school for him. Yeah. That's really all it is. It's You're Year You're going to high
0: school and him going through, like, stuff you go through in high school, like... Finding you know, himself. There's all the... There's, like, the trauma stuff, but there's also, like, oh getting a date for the prom and then With his weird g- girlfriend too. <laughs> with the weird Mary Elizabeth person and then but he really likes Sam instead and really like and and wants to be with Sam and then he goes to Rocky Horror like 17 times and then is that's too many times
2: man it, it's it's that's a lot such, of times I don't, why, I don't know why they go so many
0: times and then he does something embarrassing and then
2: uh, and then he cries. And then he
0: cries. And, and then he then, cries and was again. Like, oh my God. And then there's more stuff with, with Patrick. Yeah, you know, Patrick and the the football player. What was it? Bill? Was Brad. Was it, Brad. He's totally, totally a Brad. Yeah, Brad. He's the definite Brad. Because what? The the Brad's father finds out? Brad's and, father walks in on him. Right. And beats the shit out of his kid because his
2: son's the one getting cornholed. And then, yeah, and then that's so, so then they, that's
1: why they that's did, so like, he did
2: say, like, I don't understand much about gay stuff, but Brad's Brad the, was the girl,
1: yeah, he's, that's definitely a line.
0: And, and then, okay. and then so of course, Patrick and Brad, you know, break
2: up, and then Patrick feels terrible, and then he like, and then he goes on a drinking binge and brings his
1: 14 year old friend out to, to the, the, uh, the park to the where the gay men, park. Meet. yeah, yeah, where he just goes cruising for. Older man, and he runs into the TV the, the, weatherman. No, the TV <laughs> the sportscaster, sportsman. Yeah, <laughs> and the guys talk at chatting him up, and Charlie's just being polite, and he's like, "Oh, you know, it's a nice night." And then the guys, you know, keeps. I mentioned his ch- brother and Charlie. Yeah, he talks about his brother because Charlie's mm-hmm. brother plays college football, and he mentioned, that boy, rate college." <laughs> and so, speaking of it's this guy, night, yeah. he's chatting up Charlie. and Charlie's like, "Hey, how does it feel being on TV?" And but the guy not, just ghosts. Yeah, not trying to be like a smart-ass kid. He's just like, he doesn't know how to read people or read situations. It's hard to make small talk at the uh, gay hookup spot in the park at night. <laughs> yeah, where people are just getting mushed against a tree. <laughs> and Patrick's like, well, you got to use a condom. That's you got to be careful, Charlie. Don't be foolish. Speaking of. This is uh, is this our third BrewDog beer now? We uh, did two last yes, time. Yes, it is. Yeah. This is BrewDog's flagship beer. It is Punk IPA, a postmodern classic. It is a 5%... alcohol IPA that I've had many times, actually, at BrewDog Bars. And whenever you used to get it over here, it was kind of like shitty and old, but this is pretty freshly canned. Like Patrick. (laughs) I think in terms of IPAs, this is just sort of, eh? Yeah. I don't really know what's postmodern about it. I don't really know what's punk about it. I don't think punk and postmodern are even the same thing. They're both alliterative. I think BrewDog all about using trendy language in their advertising. Like Their whole thing is, like, we're punks. Brew punks. So, like, when I in wisely invested money in their company, in the scheme, in the British sense of using the word scheme, it was Equity for Punks is the name of their shareholding thing. And it's like, oh, because you're an equity punk now. It's like, not, like, punks don't believe in equity. Punks are, like, they're not big on the stock market. I read last year the guy who owns the company or one of the, the co-owners has a book called Business for Punks. It's like how BrewDog became big because they're a fucking very successful company. His strategies were like traditional business things: mm-hmm. just make good beer and then sell it. And when you have more money, expand like your operations, hire you sell more beer, hire good people, and let them you know have good ideas and explore those ideas. Like that's not innovative or punkish. Like that's kind of just standard it's straightforward. shit people do. I would imagine, unless it's madmen. you know, <laughs> we're, we're like sexually harass your employees, and that'll that's what you got to do. Yeah, that that is that's straightforward. I mean, he, it, so the punk thing is kind of a, I think a little lame, and this beer is eh and if it's their flagship in this in overseas, what's kind of interesting when they opened their u s brewery, it wasn't it's not their most successful beer in the states i mean it's it's pretty basic. They make a different IPA that we haven't had yet that I actually really like called Elvis juice, which is way more of a big seller over here. What is Elvis juice? Well, it's an IPA it's a little stronger, it's like six and a half percent, and it's made with grapefruit peel, which sounds gross, but it just what does it do with Elvis? Has nothing, but they're fucking hysterical business. Like really good at like drumming up interest. Elvis's estate sued them. I was like, you can't use Elvis's name. You're profiting off of Elvis's name. So the two owners legally changed their names to Elvis. <laughs> really? <laughs> and they're like, "Same day for us now." <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give them that. That's actually that's pretty punk. That is probably the most punk thing they've done. I'll give them that. But that was like in year nine of their business existing. <laughs> But they changed their name to Elvis. All right. just That takes some bowls. That's pretty it good. It does,
2: and I respect them for that.
1: So we've got to find an Elvis juice-themed beer, whatever that could be. The novelization of Bubba Hotep. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Hotep. <laughs> Classic American film.
0: So another thing that's going on in the book is that the uh, Charlie's English teacher... You know, sees Bill. that Charlie built, See that Charlie is a smart kid. So he keeps giving him sort of extra books to read and having him write about it. Was
2: Which are a lot of books that we've read here.
0: Yeah, actually, that's true.
2: Was sure. the first one Catcher in the Rye?
1: It, I'm not sure if that it was, was one in there, though. One was it was like in
2: Catcher in the Rye, To Kill a Mockingbird,
1: mm-hmm. uh, Naked Lunch. Yeah. I don't know what that one, that one is. That that's, one. Um, is that William Burroughs? I don't know. Sure, yes. Someone says so I,
0: I can definitely see how Perks of Being a Wallflower is a little is a lot like um, uh, Catcher in the Rye because it's
1: about uh, a
0: troubled teenager. I mean, they certainly want like much.
1: crazy stuff. He, he cries a little more <clears throat> than Holden. A bit more, yeah. Holden only cries when that pimp smacks the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. pimp slaps his bitch ass. Uh, Kill a Mockingbird, This Side of Paradise by F. Scott Fitzgerald. A Separate Peace by John Knowles. I've read that. Peter Pan. The Great Gatsby, Catching the Rye, On the Road, Naked Lunch, Walden, Hamlet, The Stranger, and the most random Okay, was I was the, wrong. The Fountainhead. The, the Fountainhead. Oh, the, right? yeah, that one Which was is weird. the only Ayn Rand book I haven't read. <laughs> but, right. It's like, I don't well, need to hear that about the same story about architecture now. <laughs> but. And, and that was and a weird
0: one. I haven't read any Ayn Rand, but just the fact that Charlie liked it, it's like, come
2: on. No, he didn't. He did he like it. He liked it in the he book.
0: Like I it. mean, I, I
1: know that he did, but like in real life, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: Totally unrealistic. It's,
1: I wonder if there's a. I, I, I haven't read all. I must admit, I've not read all those books. Is there like a a weird libertarian bent to those stories? Or something. I mean, I don't think the rest of them fit. that. The, none,
2: the rest <laughs> of them definitely don't. I mean, to kill a I mockingbird mean, and
0: libertarian think, screed. I <laughs> so,
2: <laughs>
1: the government shouldn't be involved in crimes. I, I, I think most libertarians would be insulted if you if you said Ayn Rand was a libertarian, <laughs> <laughs> and she would have denied it too. She would have espoused her uh, objectivism. Objectivism, her yeah. Thing? It's just like, fuck everyone, literally and figuratively. I'm going to do me. And, but she would do whoever she wanted. She had like an open relationship with her
2: editor so her or something. a fucking
1: dick bitch. She's a cuck. <laughs> She's a cuck. <cook>. So she, <laughs> she had like <laughs> 10 years of was Like, just deal with it. I'm going to fuck that guy now. Don't wait up. Yeah. And, and he shrugged. <laughs> 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 Aha. So Charlie reads all these books that Bill gives him. I think that teacher definitely crossed some sort of line.
2: I don't think he did. When he
1: has the kid come over and hang out at his house unsupervised? I don't... I mean, mm.
2: maybe in the early 90s, that
1: was fine.
2: I mean, nowadays, yes, with all the craziness and all that shit. But I think... I don't know. I mean, it was clear, like, he and his girlfriend were, like, super hippies. Yeah. Like, she was, like... She showed up at the door, and her uh, her uh, underarms were unshaven. There was hair. I was like, okay, so she was, like, a Vassar student or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might have mentioned that she was at Vassar, or one of those... Sarah oh, Lawrence. Sarah Lawrence, yeah. Or no, that was, her sister goes to Sarah Lawrence. Right. I think. No, s- somebody was going to go to Sarah Lawrence. Think, no, Mary uh, Elizabeth. Mar-
1: yeah. She yes. was going to go to yeah. Sarah yeah. Lawrence. No,
2: I thought she went to Berkeley.
1: I think she was going to apply to Sarah mm-hmm. Lawrence. I thought They all go to the, some bullshit. Yeah, they, they go. But yeah, I mean, it's clear like they were like hippies. And... But he wants to go, he's like, I think I'm going to move back to New York and write plays. <laughs> yeah. Because he's teaching, he didn't teach for America. I mean, it's weird. Yeah, so he
2: must be like 23?
1: Yeah, he's a young guy. So mm-hmm. he's, oh, shit. He's like a His child. class must have been a fucking shit show. Teaching these high school kids with no teaching experience. Like, you're, you're a teacher in America? What, what, what's your degree in? Political science? Great, here's a classroom. Like, there's no training for those make people. Make them read mm-hmm. two books. I've spoken, I know some people who did teacher in America, and it's like, yeah, they, you basically get the same training as a fry chef at McDonald's. To just <laughs> throw you in front of, like, 32 children. Like, there I, you go. I've heard it's been, like... like make that work. I,
2: I had a friend two that did it, but they did it for, like, like, third graders, where it's like, you um, know, more teach them how to, like, you know, live, and, like, what are the colors? Not, like, high school that English. Is not, I mean, that is I know not third what grade third teacher, grade that teachers have to do. I know, I made, I, made do. I made that up. I made that up.
1: <laughs> the third grade is, like, heavy. That's, like, important because it's when you go from, like, was it learning to read to, to reading re- to learn, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You actually, you actually have to be yeah, literate when no, you get to third grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah elementary hope, schoolers really have out. to teach stuff. It doesn't. That's why Teaching America is a bunch of horseshit. And those people bounce right the fuck out of that career. They put
0: it on their, like, law school application, and he did go to law school
1: yeah, they don't do that for long. There's nobody who does teacher in America that's like, you know what? This is my calling. Once I pay off that $200,000 I owe to George Washington University, I'm going to just keep teaching. No, they just do that shit, and they're like, all right, peace, deuces. Fuck you, poor children. Mm-hmm. And then they go to, you know, wherever they want. faster, like, Going to Wharton. Suck a bag. And they leave. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> that's it. So Bill is a shitty teacher, I think. He, he, he didn't seem to be a shitty teacher in this
2: book.
0: Well, He didn't teach him how to write reports.
1: He's like yeah, well, write your said, report. He, he, he never
0: said really something s- was not right about the first one. I forget really what he specifically ever, said, but he it never was just really, like, you were too, too, but smushy. that's even more specific. He
2: doesn't really talk about what the rest of the kids did in the class. He just not talk about his own experience with his extra reports. Uh, Paul Rudd played him in the movie, so I liked him a little bit more. Yeah, that's all I remember. That's what, I remember, I mean, I looked up on IMDb and I saw that he did that and I don't remember the movie at all.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah, Paul Rudd. And they, and they totally changed all of that. That's like one thing they changed in the movie a little bit. He didn't go to his house and hang out? I don't think he went to the guy's house now. But also the guy realized how bright Charlie was because Charlie was like, too shy to raise his hand. And you know, the teacher asked a question and Charlie just like wrote it in his notebook. And he's like, does anyone know what God he... damn it, he's so sensitive. Like, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Does anyone know what book that's from? And a bunch of kids are like, ah. And they sees Charlie wrote down the right answer. Like That's what happens in the movie. That's kind of fucking lame. It's yeah. one of the lamer parts of the movie. Um, I feel well, like you know, it's really hip. Something else in the plot before we give away the ending.
0: He, like, goes crazy multiple times. Has to be, like, hospitalized. No, he doesn't get hospitalized until the very end. He, he like, free, He like goes out in the snow
1: and lets himself, like, freeze. Oh, he was,
2: wasn't he fucked up on booze or drugs or something? Like was that, that at the party? Like, he he, he party? He went to a party and that's when he was listening
1: to his girl, the girl he loves get fucked by another guy. I think he was tripping balls on drugs, too. Yeah, I mean, they, they were they were not really like good that. friends. He didn't they really
2: have mental breakdowns until, like, the very end. And before everything starts, yeah, then, then
1: shits. But he does a, he different. does a
2: lot of drugs and ends up he does the you know ends up out in the snow. But I think it's because he was fucked up. Uh, I think I think that's something to do with it too. But
1: this uh, is the other beverage I brought. This is Daisy Capra, which it looks almost like the Daisy Cutter can. I thought they were the same company. It's also Half Acre Beer Company, and this is a stronger IPA. This is seven and a half percent alcohol. There's no like story on this one.
2: Cool. I don't know what Capra means.
1: Like, I don't know it's that type of so What Does it have, have to do with the book? Daisies or flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and wallflowers are flowers. Those are both flowers. So there you go. It's a hoppy IPA. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely hoppy, and it's, it's on the borderline uh, of a double. IPA. It's seven and a half percent alcohol. The borderline double IPA. I mean, their IPA, double IPAs are like fucking fourteen percent alcohol. So this is you know closer, you know, crossing over to that double area, I guess. It, it, I, I can't discern it from other ones. It is a little more bitter. I think like there's like a bitter aftertaste with this. You, you finish it, and there's something that sort of like lingers in your on the, in like the center of your tongue, there's something more intensive with the bitterness of this beer. But and I don't get a huge hoppy smell or flavor out of it either at the same time. thanks for it's really kind of like subdued compared to the amount of bitterness you get out of it. It's sort really of well balanced to help by the amount of malty sweet medicine body you get. It's an interesting, do- take uh, it interesting Yeah, That's what I think. I trust you. So Charlie and his, the big thing that's really annoying about the book is that they're really into going to the fucking Rocky Horror Show. I was just about to bring that up. They go like <laughs> Can someone explain balance. to me why
0: people do that, not just in the book, but just like in general. It's because they're gay.
2: I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is.
1: It's because it's cool. It's like a hip, weird thing to do.
2: But I can't believe it's still a hip, weird thing to do.
1: 40 years I mean, Do later.
0: people still do that now? I, no, remember, I remember, I know hearing about this, thousand percent I heard whatsoever. about this in the 90s. I know people so. who have done this. Yeah. Like it's, recently. It's still a uh, thing.
1: When I was in high school, I know people who did it.
0: Yeah. You see, when I was in high school, I know people who did it too, <laughs> but is it still a thing now? Yeah, but those yeah. are the
1: people that made the movie Nate. Not quite that old. <laughs> Tim Curry and I did not go to high school. And together. he was like a senior, and he was so mean. We would never be the Patrick to or Charlie. No, there. When I was in high school, there there was people who people went to it, and it wasn't like you had to seek it out that hard. And of course, we live in New York City, where if if there's any place you're going to find this kind of weird bullshit, it's in you know like downtown Manhattan somewhere. But this is still a thing. I think people do. Yeah, it's still a thing. I mean, it's a in, Rocky Horror was like a flop movie when it came out, and it only became a cult classic because people would go to these screenings of it and dress up as the characters and sing and dance along with it in front of the stage, which is fucking ridiculous. Like, who would want to go see that? Why would I want to watch the movie and then some other person standing in front of the, the size stand in front thing. of it and do it? Not as well. I mean, mouthing along. Yeah. But that's, that's what they do. They do it constantly in this it's book. It's because they're all like the weirdos. Yeah, that's something I didn't realize. I can't believe I they could find about. enough people to do the whole thing. In their small town. They must have traveled. I mean, they do a lot of traveling to get to places. And a lot of drunk I mean, driving. they like, drive into like, the city or whatever
2: the fuck that is. But <laughs>
1: Pittsburgh. it's, not, it's uh, Maybe it's Pittsburgh. I don't know. It might be. Going down to the Harrisburg drive-in to watch the Rocky Horror Show
2: again, guys. And they all, it's always the same people. Yeah. Like, you watch the same bunch of your friends reenact it. And a bunch of strangers watch strangers reenact it every time. It's fucking weird.
1: Is there something in, when you see that? I wouldn't
2: want to watch any movie all the time. Let alone watch people reenact it
1: during. Well, I think the interactive experience of acting it out and seeing people you know do it is what made it interesting to some people. But to see the same people every time is weird. I agree. isn't there like a um, thing where like, you have to, like fake an orgasm or something like that if you go see it for the first time? Like that's of thing they make people do. I have a friend of mine who went to see it and he's, that, I remember that. I it, remember in that in the book,
2: they had to like do a weird dance.
1: Right. Like, or no, they, like had, to, they that, like, had to do something if
2: they didn't know the dance, so he taught them the dance so they wouldn't have to do oh, the
1: weird thing. So they wouldn't warp. have to
2: do the weird thing. So maybe the weird thing is that. I don't know. He didn't think really
1: I say. Thought, I think, I vaguely recall that. I don't I know. Mean, it's
2: definitely possible.
1: But yeah, they do the time warp. Like a public sex miming of some kind. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. But the, the time warp is the thing that, like, every once in a while you will be at, like, a wedding and they'll play that fucking song if it's a wedding with hipsters that you know. I don't know the song. It's terrible. I mean, okay. It's like, it's like a, it's like one of those, it's like modeled on those like 1950s songs where they tell you the steps along the way. Like, you just do it's one like of back these, down y'all? and you do one of those. Yeah. One so hop like, this time? So yeah, that, yeah. that just like that. Mm-hmm. But just way lamer. Bop, bop, do you hop this time. <laughs> <laughs> and then you whip. Charlie Brown. And then Nene. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, you go. Hey, Macarena. Right, do you know what that song is about? It's electric. Macarena. The Macarena. No, uh, it's about a slutty
2: girl. It's about a girl named Macarena who gets double teamed by this two dudes' best friend when he goes off to war. What? You're making that up? I swear to God, look it up. Oh, Los Del Rio. What were you saying? They get doub- She gets double teamed by this guy's best friends while he goes. Uh, away. Is that why she
1: like flips over? You have to, like turn around every once in a while, like to get to the other end? <laughs> yeah, I, it must be. Is that true? One hundred percent. I have no idea what the words 100%. are. One hundred percent. What? Is, how do you know this? Because
2: it's a. I mean, it's one of the things that. You either know or you don't know. I mean, it's just like... It's like <laughs> now you know. Like, like a song, yeah. You listed, like songs that you didn't know the real meanings of, and
1: that's one of them, and it's, that's what it is. All right, so Charlie does the Macarena at the Rocky Horror Show all the time. Just double-teamed by Sam and Patrick. And then, like, well, he goes through this phase where he pisses off everybody. Because they're at the party. Because he, he, he fucks up. He's going out with the Mary Elizabeth girl. She seems
2: like a terrible person. Well,
1: she's just like a high school girl. Like, she doesn't want to actually talk to her boyfriend. She wants to like, carry him around like a, like a fucking you know purse. She's banging a little kid.
2: She yeah, banging she's banging the
1: little friend. But, you know, <laughs> that's right. And they're hanging out, and then they're at some sort of party, and there's like a truth or dare thing, and some dick. Patrick. Patrick, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, but I guess Patrick thought he was setting Charlie up for like an easy yeah, layup. Yeah, it's an easy layup, and he fucks it up. And and he's like, like dumb hey, kid. kiss the prettiest girl here, and then Charlie kisses not his girlfriend. It's Sam. And he kisses Sam because he loves Sam, and everyone's like, "Oh, you fucking suck, Charlie." And Sam,
2: Sam, telling like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I think only that's the only f bomb in the book. Is that right? It's the only one. She's, I, th- I, think I know it, she says, what I the fuck?" I think is it wrong is. I'm not sure, but I think it was because I like, "Oh shit, that's, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you?" Which is fair. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong well, with
1: you, you? Fucking misread that <laughs> shit. So he then, then they're like, "Go late, just stay away for a while, Charlie." And then he goes into this funk, and, and he just, has got no friends for a little while. She says they weren't really his friends in the first place. How's that? How's that, Patrick and Sam? Patrick comes back to him when Brad gets uh, found out by his dad. That's true. Well, then he comes back and Patrick goes on this tear on a bender. F- he doesn't. He's just fucking dudes in parks, and he's bringing uh, Charlie around with him. And every night ends with him trying to make out with Charlie, and Charlie just lets it happen. He just, he's like, I thought that was being good. That was being good. Friend.
2: He didn't want to. He didn't want to make his friends mad. Yeah, he didn't want to
1: be mad at me, which is like serious foreshadowing for why he liked that aunt so much. And then they all kind of reconcile, and everything kind of works out, and then they all just graduate. Except Charlie. Well, because he has to because go He goes kid. into 10th grade. Yeah. Oh, wait. We left out the part where he goes into, like, the fucking serious... He has a mental breakdown. ...breakdown, actually,
2: yeah. All his friends graduate and leave. His sister leaves, and he has a mental breakdown, and he realizes that his aunt was raping him. Or yep. molesting him. I'm giving him some hand jobs. While they watched cartoons on Saturdays. And then she'd give him extra presents to keep your mouth shut, kid. And then she died.
1: Because she deserved it.
2: And everyone, I mean, I think it's like
1: the parents knew what was happening. That's why he was in therapy. No, they didn't know that, though. The, when the parents, there's a, there's I thought they
2: knew, which is why they didn't talk about it and why they was in therapy and he had to go all the time. I thought that, and that's why the, the uh, therapist was always asking about his childhood and his younger years and he didn't want everyone to talk about it. I didn't understand why because he see it blocked it out. I thought they were like totally knew what was wrong with him.
1: I don't think the parents knew. I think they were kind of the like
0: parents seem pretty oblivious to everything. Like this whole time, yeah. like the kid is like in ninth grade and he's doing all drinking, all, drinking a lot, doing all these drugs, going to parties constantly. And you know, the parents—where the hell were the parents the whole time? They seem to not even know.
1: Yeah, they're pretty shitty parents. Daughter's
0: pregnant, and they have no idea.
1: Well, don't even know she's going out with the guy, that.
0: but they don't even know she's going
1: out with the guy because the abuser. Yeah. Charlie walked in on them fornicating at one point, too. And she called him pervert again. Get out of here, pervert. Mm -hmm. So these are both... These are the last two. Jimmy brought these. These are both from Kings County Brewers Collective. They are both double dry hopped India pale ales that are 8.2% alcohol. And they're both called This Is Your Brain on Hops. But one is with Simcoe and Denali hops. And the other one is with Citra and I guess that's Waimea hops. They look identical. So... Which is not surprising. If the only thing different in the recipes is the hop, Bill... Then they should look identical, like color, cloudiness, even head retention. All of that's going to come from the malt. It's all about what it hounds about, it's about the head retention. They do taste
0: very different. I we made that joke. Actually, last time. one of them, they do have a slightly different color. Like, I feel like this one's a little bit thicker. This one's a little bit more a little, The Denali one's a little darker.
1: This one's this one's, this one's a little bit. Yeah. Oh wow! So they're slightly v- different. Very wildly different flavors. I get. I mean, they look really similar in color to me. All right, I'm gonna have the Citra one first. Citra. Same shit. Markedly different beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I guess the,
2: the, the idea is they did everything the same except they just used different hops. This is a thing a lot of, I mean, we talked about
1: this in the past, about the smash beers and uh, single malt and single hop beers. I mean, you make it like one thing so you really learn what that ingredient's about. So they make the same beer with just different hops and you get a really different thing. McKellar did it a while ago where they just made, I don't know if it was 10 or whatever number of beers, where it was the same recipe and they, each one was just one hop. So you can like really learn what that. So like this is just Simcoe hops, and here's the exact same thing, but it's just Columbus hops, and here's it, you know. Hmm. And you try it, and you're like, man, that's so. That's what that tastes like. That's kind of cool. Which like that should be that's like, cool. kinda, that'd be a cool thing for a brewery to do, where they just made these. Like, I mean, I don't want to think beer should be educational, but like here, here's our like mix pack. It's the same IPA, but like six IPAs, and each one is just different hops. And now you know what the fuck you're talking about because these people throw these terms. Like, this is made with 100% Zeus hops. And you're like, what the fuck are those? What does that taste like? Does it taste like Zeus? What does
2: that, it tastes what like that? Thunderbolts and your bitch.
1: Yeah. What do you notice different about these two?
2: They taste
0: oh, different. They are definitely well, yes, different. Yes, Jimmy.
1: Thank you. I. I mean, you're a good boy, Jimmy.
0: I don't remember which one is which. But. Uh, the darker one is Denali. So I think I like. They're the same eyes. goddamn color. They're slightly different. The same is fucking he, color. In my okay, yeah. in my imagination, one of them is actually this one's more translucent, and this one is more like cloudy. All right, I see what you're saying. I, uh, that, right, that's fine. what they look different to me, and I like the I, uh, I like the less cloudy one. I like the taste a little bit better, but I don't. That's, that's yeah. So I like which hops I like, I like the
1: Denali one. Okay, Denali. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think that's the one I like better, but th- they're both good.
1: Yeah, I think I like that one better too. I'm just trying to like articulate the difference between them. It's hard to.
2: It's hard to really pinpoint. Tell. What it's hard they to. Are, like, it's hard to put it into
1: like f- finite words. They're they're close. The second one, the not the gnarly one, has that like earthy, oniony kind of taste to me. And I can't. I know that's not the right word. but I can't think of what is a better word than that. Yeah, like onion bagel. Like there's like this like. <laughs> I, I, so that's I, not, idea, I don't mean The idea of onions. But you know, what, does that mean? You know what I'm trying to like say? Like there's like a weird like pungent. Quality to it, yeah. Whereas the other thing has like a kind of like more open, piney or citrusy or grapefruit or something. There's something different, a very different smell and flavor there. I mean, I dig them both. Actually, they're both really good IPAs. But anything that's double dry hopped, I'm all about usually. Why? It just means it's gonna taste hoppy as fuck. So how does it speak? The book is over.
2: (laughs) The book's done. What do you think of the
1: book? Well, all right. So same thing. All right, here. You know what? We haven't asked in a fucking long time.
2: Is Charlie a bitch? Yeah. Of course he is. I mean, wow. he's a bitch, but also because he was sexually abused,
1: and he's just a shattered child. Does that make him a bitch? Like, is it his fault? I mean, objectively, yes, he is a bitch. Like, isn't being a bitch, like, doesn't that in, isn't implicit in that some moral failing? I
2: mean, you don't have to be,
1: there's, it doesn't necessarily, if someone's a bitch, doesn't mean they don't have a reason to be a bitch, but they are a bitch objectively. If
2: you're going to qualify by saying yes, but it's because, then maybe he's not a bitch. But I don't know.
1: Uh, what do you think, Nate? You think definitely, hands down, bitch. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, that's because Nate's there's fucking no... macho. Yeah, He's out over <laughs> yeah. here. He's <laughs> I mean, been doing lifts. Sure,
2: he this had all time. that
0: stuff happen to him. This is gonna sound terrible. Nate, over the mean, last few years, over so <laughs> so are. Are. get over so it. This sounds there, really brother. awful. <laughs> oh. Obviously, he has had all that stuff happen to him, and so he does have a reason to be fucked up. But, man, he is just a little bitch.
2: You, I'm you, sorry. I mean, he cries a
1: lot. I, I'll tell you, most high school boys who are sensitive emo boys are little bitches. I mean, sure, yeah. I,
2: part of being I a emo bitch boy is about being a bitch. You can't be a fucking... Sh- Alpha non- emo boy? Yeah, there's no, not a thing. It's true. No one listens to the Smiths and was like, yeah, I love lifting weights and eating a steak. <laughs> it's true. The Smiths were, Dashboard Confessional of the 1970s.
0: Okay, so... Why is this book so amazing?
1: Is it why amazing? I love it so much. I don't, all right. So, you, you guys,
0: both of you guys
2: said you loved it. I did, okay.
1: really, but I don't know why. I think part of it, you know what? So, John Green's book that came out most recently with Turtles All the Way Down, right, mm-hmm. has the mentally ill character. And people are like, that's so brave, John Green. That's wonderful. This book did that fucking first. Well, maybe not the first ever, but like, did it 18 years ago. It ta- It addresses that issue when there were far fewer books doing that. Then it also addresses the issue of like the kid who's like molested. So he's like a whole ton of different things that have happened to this child, but addresses lots of things that every and and he's also just kind of like a loner and no matter how popular you are in middle school or high school, you still at some point or another probably feel like alone cuz like you don't understand how the fucking world works basically or you're just alone, <laughs> which is <laughs> tragic and sad. But every element of it appeals to some kid at some way in their life at some point. I think that its it universal was, it appeal was is very very
2: very good at Writing out how it feels to every be a ninth single
0: reader. teen issue. I, so I,
2: Fine, I so
1: it's de, it's all of Degrassi in a book.
2: I have so watched. I, I made a most list of Degrassi, and this is way less, way calmer than Degrassi.
1: But also, you know, it helps to really like I don't know, like empathy. Like children reading, like middle school and high school kids think like light. The world is all about them, and every no one knows what it's like to be me. And I didn't ask to be born. Yeah, they don't really get that crips. everyone has that. And then you see like man, some people have it worse. I think that's an important thing for people to be exposed to. Like, listen,
0: uh, sure, I can agree with with uh, with with what you just said, but uh,
1: <laughs> that doesn't mean I enjoyed the book reading it right now. Fine, you may not enjoy it. Like, I didn't expect a person who's older than high school age to read it. Like, this is the book for me, but it's a good book for what it is. Yeah,
2: it's it's not high art, but it was it was a very well written, self contained. Piece of work, and not in like he's a piece of work.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right, so how about this name? At which point, like, if I sh- if you saw a children's book you had never read, like a picture <laughs> these book, these
2: dumbass kids reading,
1: are <laughs> well, like, who the who fuck, the 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 fuck cares <laughs> if that mouse has a cookie? <laughs> go fuck yourself, mouse. Look, little ass yeah! people don't know what a square is. <laughs> you go like, would you shit on the book? I'm like, it's not for me. I don't give a shit about that <laughs> mouse. Give all that pig it, a pancake. It, Let's see what happens. I wouldn't read it and go.
0: Oh, I love this book. Which, this is the most well-written, self-contained mouse us? cookie book. Yeah, but I mean... I would say do it that.
1: I would, it's, like, on a, it's on a spectrum. He said it was self-contained. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, well-written.
2: Yeah, it's their own class
1: it's in i think what jimmy was describing is like in terms of like a cohesive thing yeah I mean, for this kind of for audience. a grown
2: ass adult man probably in his 30s or 40s writing a book it was remarkably close to like being the actual experiences of a 14 year old kid
1: i think he was actually in his later okay. 20s but still oh, it's
2: still it's pretty good
1: i think it captures the feelings of that even if you are not a molested drug using 15 year old I mean, like there are certain things where you're like i totally identify you with you can you can't describing.
2: judge all books relative to one another you can't judge them for yeah. what they okay like you know what they are in whatever small pods like is this don quixote or you know what the fuck you know but no it's not but for a book uh, published by MTV books it's pretty good and there's nothing i didn't find anything wrong with it except you know i mean he was a bitch but there's not there's not necessarily wrong with it that's what he was supposed to be so i would definitely agree with uh, when you said that it it captures what it's like to be a teenager
0: and yeah. i think that i totally agree with that and i think it does it better than catcher in the rye maybe just because it's more modern but I just Certainly, I yes. the catcher in the Rye just I I just didn't relate. I feel like way. everyone
2: 100%. I feel like everyone hates Catcher in the Rye but They keep teaching but it to us. They're supposed to like it. They you know. keep teaching it to us as though it's supposed
1: to be. It's because it's like you're never going to get anywhere in this world if you don't know who Holden Caulfield is. Fuck that book. Like you need. This is one of those things. That I think, culturally is, I you think need kids to know. would be
2: better served reading this than Catcher in the Rye. I agree, hundred percent. I was thinking of that
1: as I read it because I I once heard this other podcast of drunk guys talking about books and they said Catcher in the Rye was terrible. Mm,
0: yeah,
1: it's not, uh, episode. Yeah, it's one episode one but of their show.
0: I, I, at the same time, I didn't enjoy Catcher in the Rye when I was fourteen or when I was you know thirty four and. This is similar to that, and I didn't enjoy this one either. So that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just, I, I this I kind of same... book is just not, it's just not the thing I enjoy
1: reading. See, I liked Catching the Rye young, and I hated it as an adult. I, I liked it, Perks of the Wallflower, and I liked it as an adult. I liked it both times. I, I, I just thought, I don't know, something about it was more... I don't know. You, you you could identify with better. You could feel it more so now. It made, maybe, it to made your point, maybe more it's good. Sense. Maybe yeah. I mean, and it isn't maybe. even that modern. It's from like fucking 1981. I was four in 1991. But it's I mean, I the don't the idea know of much, much about a mixtape. Is more modern than whatever the fuck they didn't. Well, buying like the the uh, 45 of like Little Susie Beans or whatever that shit. Walking
2: around the city by yourself, going <laughs> to see like hookers or some shit. Getting pimp
1: slapped. Yeah. Getting like getting
2: his teeth knocked out. Yeah, it's not it's not something that most children can even understand. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was good. It was definitely good. It was not, by any means, the best book I've ever read. But for what it was, it was great.
1: I also think, for me, one of the big things, like, is this a good book, is how much do I want to keep reading this book? Right? Yeah. That's, that's, that is important. That's the way I kind of evaluate,
2: book. And, if I try to compare I, one book I to another. I feel burdened having to finish this?
1: Yeah, Or absolutely. like, I would like to know what happens. Right. So like, when I'm on that train, and it's like, oh, I have one more stop, do I really want to start another chapter? For a lot of books, I'm like, oh, fuck that shit. And no, thank you. Blood Meridian, which I really liked, but I was like, I really don't want to take on another chapter of this right now. I mean, not that time mattered in that one, but like, I, I don't want to. I don't. I'm just gonna take a break and I'm gonna go stare out the window. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> this book, I was like, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what Smith's song. Maybe he's gonna learn a new Smith song now. You know, let's see no, what happens. It's just the same Smith song. I don't know, time. It's still asleep. When he made the mixtape, it was the first and last song on the yeah. tape. Was he didn't asleep. know any other Smith songs. <laughs> he just knew the one. So there is a. I think in that sense, that made it seemed really good to me. And I really wanted to know what happened to these characters. I was interested. I mean, it was spoiled for me that I actually had seen the movie first, that
2: I had a vague recollection, but it was still, I thought it was 100% worth reading.
0: Okay? (laughs) I didn't want to know what happened next, and I did feel burdened needing to read more, needing to finish it. I just did.
2: That's fair. I don't judge you for that.
1: I mean, if Uh, I was reading it between rounds of doing deadlifts. (laughs) Squat, brother. Read another page, and then I'd understand, yeah. That's exactly what happened. Like, just laying up sheetrock and shit. (laughs) Do you construct? So I'm going to give you a hacksaw. I'm going to cut this book in half. It's bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to body slam this book onto my shelf, into the done pile. Completed Completed (laughs) over there. All right, so we don't agree. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Some people are wrong. <laughs> That's, yeah I, mean, yeah. I voted, so. Uh, yeah, clearly. Yeah. All right. I think it's worth reading. You know what? Why don't you, uh, you read shed it? it out in a day or two. Yeah, so. it's, it's like a f- four, or if you don't have a lot of vegetables, five-dump <laughs> book. Five-dump book. Knock it out. Let us know what you think. Tw- uh, send us an email at drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc.
2: We'll find us on Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. Bye.